Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True podcast. Happy 2022. We're happy to be with you. We got a loaded ex- we got a loaded show for you. We got New Year's resolutions, a bowl season recap, a new fastest 15, BYU football roster talk, BYU basketball talk, funny tweets, and more. It's going to be a full episode. It's going to be a fun one. Make sure to share it with your friends, to leave a review, and to download the episode. Before we head into the episode, we want to give one quick shout out to our social media pages at Loyal2RoyalPod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Make sure you give us a follow and let us know what you think about the content. Without further ado, let's boo! Go Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here! That's right! Let's back this booler. Yeah! Ah! Let's go wild, Let's man. go, baby. Let's go. Folks, we're here to ring in the new year. Woo! That's Yay! right. It's 2022. Um, it is the fifth day of 2022. Can you believe it? We're a little bit late. Yeah. We but... took a week off for uh, vacations and whatnot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. We're human beings, too. Um, when you think about how long a, a whole year is, being five days late, that's nothing. Yeah, okay. No, no In the grand scheme of things. Everyone tell your bosses that, too. They <laughs> yep. love that. You heard it here on the Royal Strong and True Podcast. You were allowed five days after New Year's before you have to go back to work. That's what Luke Fickle thought. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, as people do, <laughs> this time of year, I thought of some rev- resolutions. I almost said revolutions. Ooh, revolutions, Not too. ready to Dan's go that far feisty. yet. <laughs> Resolutions for BYU sports in the new year. Mm, All right. Yeah. First one pertains to our basketball team in the upcoming conference schedule. And it's something that has not been a problem as much recently under Mark Pope. But it is the phenomena of losing to really bad teams in the West Coast Conference. Oh, man. <laughs> the Dave Rose Special. The Dave Rose Special. <laughs> Not the, to drop any names here. The San Diego at home. The, yeah. Oh, San man. Diego's, the Portland's. Pacifics. You oh. name it. LMU's. Anyone, really. I think it's funny because Mark Pope hasn't done that, right? Like, we've lost yeah. to maybe one team besides St. Mary's and Gonzaga was, over here. It was the Pepperdine yeah. loss that was, like, He's the been only much head scratcher that was, like, overall. in overtime or something. Right, right. When they had that... What was that guy's name? Oh, I forget oh, his name. He, he went off against us every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Average, like, name. 30 points against us. Yeah. Dude is insane. But, uh, like, apart from that, Mark Pope's been pretty good about it. But okay. we're just so scarred from, like, the eight or so years <laughs> under I Dave know. Rose that every year we talk about it going into league play. <laughs> Honestly, BYU fans have to be some of the most calloused fans out there. Like, we love... BYU has, like, this, this insane love and hope for their team at the beginning of every year but the second something starts going wrong is here we go again here yep we go again. <laughs> comes from years of 
of torment and pain and suffering. Yeah. Like the pain and suffering bowl this year. Oh, don't even mention oh, it. No. Don't even mention it. This reminds me of your episode with Kevin Call. <laughs> he was talking about, what do you say, snapping or like grabbing... What is it? Defeat from the jaws of victory. Snatching, <laughs> snatching defeat defeat from the jaws of victory. BYU yes. So BYU special. Yes. Oh, yeah. If yeah. you haven't listened to that, go listen to that episode. That was a fun yeah. one. It's called BYU Football is in the Blood and something else. But, yeah, that's the main title of it. Yes. I highly recommend that one. <laughs> Any more New Year's resolutions? I have one more. Ooh. And this is directed at The Rock. Okay. The, the Roar, Roar of Cougars. Cougars. Mm-hmm. Um... Being in The Rock, you know, they're pretty good at doing their whole free throw disruption thing mm-hmm. in the second half. Yeah. It's a real thing. With in one, San Diego. one exception. San Diego State. What's the, what's the exception? The exception is their timing is terrible. Oh, it really is. <laughs> they always are late in whatever they're doing that is trying to distract the shooter, and they don't do it until like after he shot the ball or until it's way too late. The classic left, left. Left, left, ball leaves the hand of the shooter. Run! <laughs> like trying to fake the ball out. Exactly. The shooter. The ball is not going to get distracted. Honestly, I have never heard less rhythm ever in my life oh. than in the football stadium when <laughs> when the crowd attempts to sing the oh. fight song. Oh, oh yeah. No. They're clapping too. And they're clapping all on different beats. They're all singing different parts of the song. They're five beats ahead of the band. Yeah, it's and awful. It's so dumb because the band is right next to the student Literally section, right next to them, right in the middle. <laughs> and then there's like part of the student section will finish, and then the next part will finish, and then the next part, and then the band. It's like the wave, you know, in the stadium. <laughs> and it just goes rah 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 rah, and it just like starts and goes up and down. <laughs> you know how cool it looked, but he did it in unison. That would look really cool. Yeah, it's well, like never going to happen. It'd be yeah. like a video game, I feel like. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the crowd all do the same movement. The simulation. There's like people wearing three different outfits. <laughs> Glitching through each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, Bring those back into are yes. the revolutions for this year. I like them. sports. Revolutions. Those are good. Yeah. They will come in handy this basketball season. I hope Very so. much so. Um, and just one more thing I want to get out of the way. I am a closet soccer fan. Oh, I, come uh, on. I like um, Re- Real Salt Lake, also known as Real Salt Lake. <laughs> um, I love following the young American players and where they're going abroad. We have a golden generation. You yes. heard it here first, but Hopefully. Real Salt Lake hasn't had an owner for a while because their previous one got kind of kicked off because... He did some unsavory things, um, but they just got bought by, partly by Ryan Smith, owner of the Jazz. See, which we are a fan of. Which we love. He's done great things with the Jazz. Now he is uh, one of the main owners of them, so I'm excited for that. End of soccer talk. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> Perfect. We're all for the state of Utah sports. Yes. Except for the University of Utah. Doing incredible. True. Yeah. And on the off day, Utah State as well. Yeah. Basically, just whenever they're not playing BYU. That's a, professional sports. Professional okay, and yeah. semi-professional sports in Utah. We yeah. are all about Real, Real Salt Lake, whatever it is. Real Real Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. <laughs> uh, Real we're Salt all about Lake. the Jazz. We're all about the Grizzlies. 
The Grizzlies. Shout out True. to the Grizzlies. Those overlooked mm. a lot. Hockey. The bees, even though like I'd rather Sounds like, like watch paint dry than watch a baseball game. But. Yep. <laughs> uh, they need to bring back like arena football or whatever mm. the Salt Lake Stallions were when we were on our mission. Heck whatever yeah. that was, what was we need that? it back. Yes. Some sort of football. Which, I speaking of, dude, USFL is coming. And the XFL and the is coming XFL. back in a year. We're going to have so much football to watch. It's going to be awesome. I hate people that are like, uh, no, just college and just the NFL. We don't need more football. <laughs> Any football is good football. If you like bowl games, you're going to like XFL and the USFL. That's actually a good point. Do you remember when we drove from Utah to California, specifically just to see a Los Angeles Wildcats game? And then we went to a BYU game as a second-hand, like, <laughs> event. We went to the San Diego game because the tickets were $4 each. <laughs> they were good seats, too. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were playing like... in, like, a Shakespearean theater converted to a basketball <laughs> course. Oh, the adventures of the Royal Strong and True podcast. So I'm looking up the new USFL teams, and the website is usfl2.com. <laughs> No. <laughs> Aren't they all in the East this time? They can't get through. Yeah, all like yeah, and they like play. They play like in one place or something, oh, okay. or or like a couple of places. Yeah. So these are the teams we got. Let's choose our teams right now, okay, shall we? Right now. All right. Super tangent. Um, the New Jersey Generals. Here, I'll turn my computer so you guys can see the logos. New logos. Jersey okay. Generals. We got the New Jersey Generals. Michigan Panthers. That's okay. my least favorite team. That has now. no ring to it at all. Yes, Philadelphia Stars. Sounds like a WNBA team. Huh. Pittsburgh Maulers. Oh there you my! Go. Guy holding the sledgehammer. That's okay. much better. I like That's that. Kind yeah. of violent. Birmingham Stallions. Birmingham. Oh. <laughs> okay. The Houston Gamblers. Okay. <laughs> New Orleans Breakers. And the Tampa Bay Bandits. Ooh. So, yes, very Eastern and Midwest. Good. What are you guys thinking? Who's got first round pick? Hmm. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's go Justin. Decide. Let's go Justin. Yeah, I got first round pick. Snake draft. Yeah. My favorite team is going to be the Houston Gamblers. That's because oh. I'm all about gambling on fourth down, going for it, gambling after you score, going for two, fake punts, fake fuels. I hope they do it all. I love it. Dan? I'm going with the second pick. I'm going to take the New Orleans Breakers. Ooh! They got a nice wave on their logo and uh, some kind of pelican, maybe. Uh, It could be an albatross. I like the color scheme and is a breaker a wave? Yeah, like, you know, it's like a a big big wave. Uh, Might have some tragic history there in New Orleans, (laughs) but. (laughs) Wait, yeah, that's like. But it's like an off-color joke. <laughs> that one, that one definitely caught my eye. Why did they? <laughs> the only worst thing could have done is they hit the hurricanes. <laughs> that would be terrible. Okay, that's really. Bad. Hopefully, hurricanes redeem themselves in New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Last pick. All right, I'm kind of torn between two. I love the ones you guys chose. I'm torn between the Maulers and the Bandits, but I think I'm going to go with the Bandits. Tampa Bay Bandits. Uh, They have a cool logo. It's like a guy, and he's not abusing his horse with a whip, and he's riding really fast. He's he's holding a long cord. That's his charger. Right, yeah, of course. course. He's holding He forgot his charger. Yeah. Go grab it. Yeah, so I'm going to be a Bandits fan. 
And uh, okay. yeah, there we have it. There we United go. States Football League. I did not even know this existed. USFL two until now. Remember? Oh, they have gear. That's literally just like stuff that says USFL. That's <laughs> sick. The uh, XFL had a dope logo. The XFL had a XFL had logo. lots of stuff going for it. Hey, you know maybe the USFL get like a year under its belt. XFL comes back, they do like a crossover championship game okay. or something. Wasn't the XFL talking about like playing with the Canadian Football League? Yeah, they were actually. You know what? You know what I want. We just need because the XFL was bought out by The Rock, right? Right, and some other people. The Rock, yeah, yeah, WWE yeah. Enter- entertainer. Maybe we just need a football league that's that's pure entertainment. Yeah, like you know, like the Harlem Globetrotters. <gasps> we need yeah. that yes. for like football, and it's all like random trick plays and like the craziest stuff happening. That would be amazing. Like yeah. sure, like it wouldn't be like super competitive or whatever. It's basically just watching like the NBA after after listening to the Whistleblower podcast. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> No, I I love that. I I just I love football and this is awesome. I remember in the XFL just the, the transparency of it, hearing the refs talk about yeah. the call, hearing the player like talk to the play, the, the, the coaches. Player, coach yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can hear it too. So cool. That was nice, refreshing. And they had like on the ticker or like on the bug with the score and stuff, they had like the over under and the line and they talked about gambling in the broadcast like it was refreshing, man. It was good. So, last thing, I swear, okay. <laughs> on spring football, uh, it is owned by Fox Sports, the UFSFL, okay. and NBC is joining as broadcast partner. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not, I'm guessing it won't be on, like, NBC, NBC, but we might get mm-hmm. some games on, like, NBC Sports or Peacock Plus, whatever the heck it is, yeah. so yeah, it's getting fine. some traction. Like, there's multiple broadcast partners now, so you can at least watch the games, presumably. Let's go. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, let's so, so that's try. A, that's like a spring league or like yes. a summer league. Is a How's that is, it, work? is that starting this year or is it starting next year? No, it'll start mid-April and run <laughs> through mid-June plus playoffs. Okay, that's yes! perfect. Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. It gets you through like college football recruiting. Right, and, and then, then you fall into the dead period after March Madness. It'll fall March Madness championship game. Perfect. Yeah, we won't have to sit around and watch baseball. <laughs> yes, not like we would anyway. But yeah, but that's the most infuriating thing when you turn on ESPN watching Sports Center and it's just baseball, 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 and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna watch like a, like a static screen for <laughs> ten minutes now instead yeah. of watching that. Or you wait up until like three a.m. and you watch like the slippery slide scramble or <laughs> oh, whatever yeah, yeah. in the we're, lawnmower. We're at my races. house, yeah. and we woke up at like you know like. We had gone we in the got, hot tub or something. Oh yeah, it was super late. And it was like 3 a.m. The slippery slide, the slippery stairs. They are the, the, the stairs. The greased up some stairs. <laughs> it was so awesome. They crawl over and each like, other. They were like punching each other down the flight of stairs. Yeah, and, and there's like, like people at the top like shooting soap. <laughs> and they were like, they were just like these little kids, like like middle schoolers. And then there's like these two women at the top that are like wearing like nothing oh, yeah. and <laughs> cheering them on. Like and this is on ESPN. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, that was a big tangent. That was, right. that was, a that was tangent. literally a 15-minute tangent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the new year, folks. Welcome back to the World Strong and True Podcast, folks. <laughs> Let's talk about bowl season. I, my favorite thing in the world is bowl season. It's like March Madness, but with football. And every year I do this, I'm like, March Madness, 
when it's March Madness time, March Madness is the greatest thing on earth. When it's bowl season, bowl season is the greatest thing on earth. You just can't compare them because they don't happen at the same time. But for everybody that hates bowl games, there's an article out uh, on ESPN.com by one of my favorite people of all time, Ryan McGee. He does the bottom 10 uh, poll thing. And Legend. He's really funny. Um, he does Marty McGee, a bunch of stuff. Go give it a read. It's an amazing article, and it really hits home like why we love football. I was honestly like getting kind of emotional reading it, <laughs> just because I'm like, this is this is so true. So go read it. It will change your mind about bowl games. That's all I have to say. I'm off my soapbox. Thank you for your time. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> and now the moment you've all been waiting for. We have the fastest fifteen. We're back. Boom. We started off in Shreveport, 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 whatever that name is. I think it's Shreveport. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. Shore of Snort, where Billy Nixon had doomed this one from the start. The A-Rod that probably should have used PEDs concocted a horrendous game plan, uglier than what Mother Nature brought to the table, and had BYU down big early. Tyler freaking Algier was left without a pup to piss in as the UAB fire-breathing dragons terrorized the cougars worse than the opening scene of Skyrim. Woo! Kalani has his work cut out on forum next year as the cougars fart away their season, losing 31-28. to In Orlando, the chandeliers of our most hated eastern seaboard team Paid off the refs just like in our intro. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. The cute widow huskies of directional Midwestern State had the barnyard cockadoodle-doos in a death grip the whole game, only to have the three blind mice in stripes yank their chain. Mm. Despite actually playing a pretty good game and actually doing just enough to win, Jamie is a girl's name, Chadwell, and the truth, Gamecocks, who are actually much, very much both of those things last year, <laughs> struck out of the Cure Bowl with a 41-47 victory. We travel west, 5 hours and 38 minutes by plane, or 34 hours and 2 minutes by car, you choose. To now that's those, very specific, Boom. Yes, I did it myself, timed it. Uh, to those angels, California where the agriculturals trapped all of the beavers they could see and skinned them for pelts. Ooh, what? Excited for a nice furry fat, Cup-er Legolas came off the bench and started throwing DIMES! Like literal dimes, boom. Like the dimes that Jimmer dropped all oh the time. Oh my. Oh my goodness me. Even though the beavers won the turnover battle and outgained the Achies, they couldn't muster up another touchdown after the first 58 seconds of the game. Huh? I guess you could say they were all damned up. I'm gonna be a great dad. Utastate wins the Jimmy Kimmel belt. 24 to 13. (laughs) Next up, in Pose Udaho. (laughs) Got him. We had a literal toilet bowl. Yes. The Smurf turf was a beautiful shade of Clorox bleach toilet bowl cleaner. The golden flashes looked like pee. Wyoming looked like pee and poo simultaneously. Both of them? And had toilet paper helmets to top it all off. What a beautiful sight. Luckily, I don't think there were many actual urine bombs, though, as the Cowboys Levi, that's really his name, 
No pun intended. Williams, <laughs> look like a level five version of Joshua Allen. Whoa. Mm. Craig Ball got the ball victory and the ever popular path of famous Idaho potatoes. Frenchy Friday edition. Wyoming wins 52 to 38. We head to Texas where the road runners came out friskier than Frisco itself. Oh my. Jumping out to an early lead. However, the Aztecs pulled a good fight out of their something and beat the McCormick list underdogs back into their what do road runners live in anyways? Nests? I don't know, but huh? sure. Anyways, Go Diego Go State taught UTSA a lesson probably about random South and Central American animals, and took home the big dub, 38 to 24. Across the river and through the woods to the Armed Forces Bowl we go! To one of the few G5 versus P5 games that didn't get canceled. I'm looking at you, P5. Mizzou got out to an early lead and actually controlled the game for the most part. But we're talking about Army playing in the Armed Forces Ball. Home field advantage, bro. Oh, no. Everyone knows how this is gonna go. The Black Knights fought hard until the end when Cole Talley tallied on a game-winning field goal as time expired, sending Eli Drinkowitzki home oh. to Missouri with a fat L, mm. chanting S-E-C sucks the whole way. America can rest well tonight knowing it still has an army, and Latter-day Saints can rest well knowing the second coming isn't happening quite yet. Army wins 24 to 22. Down in Tampa, we had ourselves a grudge match unlike any other. If you think bowl games don't matter, you are wholly and unforgivably wrong. And this game proves it. The Suckaneer Stadium was sold out as UCF and University of Florida battled over the state of Florida. In a game twice as exciting as the entire NFL. That's not exactly saying much though, boom. Not Burton Guster Malzahn had his knights ready to play. And the battle that ensued left the whole state of Florida devoid of any kind of all alligators. Mm. Humans once again proved to be higher up on the food chain, and UCF moves towards Big 12 play with a brand new pair of gator skin cowboy boots. Knights win 29-17. We head to Birmingham, Alabama, where Dana Holger's sons lined up against Brian's Hartsons. The fake cougars pounced out to an early lead, then fell asleep in the trees as the Tiggers bounced around, kicking field goals and eventually taking the lead. However, Tan Bagheera kept Mowgli in the form of a Greek god slash lumberjack slash massive booty safe from the war eagle orangutans that won't fire. In a game that resembled a top tier NFL game, it was pretty boring until the fourth quarter when the G5 slash new Big 12 proved yet again that we are better than the suck Eastern Conf poop. Ooh, <laughs> pseudo Cougs win 17 to 13. In the Battle of the Birds, the Air Force Falcons challenged the Lovell Cardinals to a Top Gun-style dogfight. Hazik, is that really his name, Boom? Hazik is his sure name. Sure is. I can confirm. Hazik Daniels took flight first, leading the Falcons to a 14-0 lead, and his flock never looked back. He finished the game averaging 25 yards per pass attempt. Talk about an air raid. Uh-huh. And a QB rating of, get this, 367.7. That's impossible, Boom. <laughs> Efficient. From Air Force. Lovell kept it close, but Air Force flew away with this one. 31 to 28. Folks, this was the Liberty, 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 Liberty Bowl, where we had a classic 
State Tech matchup. Oh, that is Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. Is Texas even a tech, though? Hmm. Mississippi State's offense looked like it was led by Mike Bleach as they had three turnovers and only put up seven points. The Red Raiders, on the other hand, didn't need any insurance as they kept a clean sheet and achieved legendary NFL coach Urban Meyer's benchmark of 250 passing yards and 250 rushing yards. Impressive. Their two leading rushers had formidable names, Taj and Saradric. While the Bulldogs relied on some guy named Joquavius. What? No wonder Texas Tech won this one, 34-7. True story. And yes, in yet another grudge match bull of the century, the Cock Games faced the Heel Tars in a battle for the Carolinas. For some blasphemous reason, perennial overhyped and absolutely butt-tastic, Sam Howell came into the game as a 12.5 point favorite. Shane, beamer me up, Scotty. Beamed up a plague worse than Columbus and bathed in the glorious poop that is not now considered legendary by this podcast, Duke's Mayo. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. The SEC finally got a bowl win as South Carolina roasted North Carolina, much like Shane Beamer roasted Dennis Dodd. The South gets revenge for the Civil War on the North, 38-21. to Next up, we have arguably the greatest bowl game of the year where Purdue perdid Tennessee's the Dirty, winning on an extremely controversial call on the goal line. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. game was much like the final battle in Avengers Endgame, except that the refs were Thanos, and Purdue and Tennessee were like Cap and Iron Man if they were still fighting each other too. And the Hulk was Tennessee fans because they were all mad because they couldn't bring golf balls and mustard into the stadium. Sad. But you want to know the real reason Tennessee lost? They finished the game with 666 yards. What? Satan! Get the ants. The big gas drum bangers win, <laughs> 48 to 45. Oh, that was some pretty good analysis, Boom. In what many were calling the great auntie of them all, <laughs> Boise State was slated to take on Central Michigan in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. But not so fast. <laughs> Boise Saint got a case of the coronavirus, leaving Central Michigan out to dry like a central heating system without a humidifier. Oh, no. <laughs> However, they were centrally committed to playing football and decided to instead take on Washington Saint, who had already experienced enough COVID drama earlier in this season and who had been similarly left out to dry by Miami. When all was said and done, Central Michigan held the Cougars to just 23 yards on 25 attempts and were pouring frosted flakes on their coach, celebrating a nail-biting 24-21 victory. We don't want to see it, but we have to. It's not the game Gotham deserves. It's the game Gotham needs. <laughs> Since the end, Michigan laid the biggest eggs we have ever seen, mm-hmm. which is a big deal considering Jared has been in a cadaver lab. Oh my. Bama and Georgia, I hate to say this, earned their spots in the natty. Disgusting. They did so in such an emphatic fashion. In fact, <laughs> the ESPN is currently in a lawsuit with good Christian parents everywhere for not viewing viewers of the rated R violence. But if you've seen Django Unchained, you are fine. Search parties are still looking for Jim Harbaugh's remains, said to be scattered somewhere over the Gulf of Mexico, and Luke Fickle was found crying about turning Notre Dame down a month ago. Bama beats Cincy 27-6, and Jaja beats that team up north 34-11. In one of the best bowl games of the bowl season, and maybe of all time, we saw the Buckeyes take on the Scouts. In Pasadena, California, 
Both teams wore rosy colors on their way to an offensive explosion, rivaling the explosion that comes out of my bottom after eating too many Taco Bell bean burritos with extra red sauce. Oh too much sauce. You no, can ask, that is an explosion. You can ask Kinley to confirm that one. Oh, boy. Bretain Covey dedicated his quick return for a touchdown in remembrance of his dear sissy Betty White's death, who, it is rumored, is only older than him by two years. Oh, what? I thought they were twins. Oh. Scruta and Ryan Day State combined for t- five touchdowns in less than three minutes of game action. Woo-hoo! Exciting. The Eagles took a lead, but then the Buckies decided to expose Utah's. Oh, okay. Awful defense. I thought I was going to say something else there. And came away with a 48 to 45 victory. <coughs> Woo! Now that was Woo! something. My throat hurts. That was, that was That's very good. Lot. Anyway, it was an exciting bowl season. <laughs> yeah, to say the least <laughs> after all that. That's what we can say. Exciting bowl season. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about our bowl picks. As you guys know, we did the Capital One Bowl Mania group. Thank you to everyone who joined and participated. Wink, wink. Lots yeah. and lots of people there. Not you listening, unless your name is... Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot, or my or, wife, Katie. Or, or Justin, or Danny, or Jared. <laughs> Anyway, we love you all. Uh, Eli Picks Nose took first place with an, an astounding—I mean, astounding—twenty-seven and ten record, which is the top 02 percent of all ESPN entries. Wow, absolutely insane. Clapped out. Impressive. Clapped out. Jared went twenty-two and fifteen. Dan went twenty and seventeen. I went an abysmal nineteen and eighteen, but still over five hundred. So yeah, yeah. And the natty hasn't happened, so there's like room for a one-game swing, but mm-hmm. it's kind of figured out. It's kind of, you know. It, it, we know what's going to happen. Honestly, I think I picked Georgia and Cincy. Or, sorry, Michigan and Cincy to go on to the <laughs> I definitely did too. So. I do not even remember who I picked. <laughs> well, yeah, so that happened. <laughs> Unfortunately, that happened. How about our uh, just overall thoughts on bowl season? Was it a good one? Was it a bad one? I know COVID took some of the exciting games away. Like, I was really excited for... Washington State, Miami, Central Michigan, Boise State. Luckily, they were able to find opponents. But for teams like East Carolina and Boston College, that game was going to be awesome. Same with SMU, Virginia. Mm-hmm. It was a shame some of them got canceled. But overall, I thought it was an amazing bowl season. Yeah, my biggest takeaway is that the SEC sucks. <laughs> the SEC is yeah. not as big a gauntlet as everyone makes it out to be. The SEC has the elite in Alabama and in Georgia – they have the kind of good with Ole Miss, and after that, it's just a massive drop-off. SEC teams losing to Army, SEC teams <laughs> losing to everyone else, going under 500 in bowl season. Right, right now, I think they're 5-6. 5-7. 5-7. And, and, and after seven. the Natty, they'll be 6-8. and eight, Guaranteed 6-8. So, so Sheesh. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah, which is third among Power 5 conferences which I hesitate to throw the Pac-12 in there because they didn't win a single bowl game. Yeah. And the ACC, who we all know is just Pancake League. Yeah. Cupcake League. Cupcake. Cupcake. My bad. Hands up. But the SEC is seventh out of the 11, if you count the independence, conferences. So wow. You are right, Justin. Despicable conference. <clears throat> now, speaking of hand up, I must say, our loss to UAB... Might have been Jared and I's fault. Why is this? Jared, did you play NCAA before the game? 
the no. BYU versus UAB matchup? No, I did not. Neither did I. Uh-oh. We both forgot to play the simulation. I think every single game that we've played, we've won. Because we didn't play in the Boise State game. No. I don't I don't know about you. I didn't play before the Baylor game. and I think I did play before Baylor, but we both didn't play. It takes yeah. two. It takes, takes two. two. It takes two to make things go right. It takes two to make it up, so... Okay, uh, beautiful. <laughs> Continuing on, Mountain West, they won the Bull Challenge Cup. It went 5-1. Five 5-1. And one. Five and and Mountain one. West, shout out. Damn. Like, that's incredible. Mountain West is better than the Pac-12. The, definitely. They're the premier <laughs> Western Conference. In football and basketball, probably. Yeah. yeah. Also, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, Utah State. Are they the best team in Utah? Mm. It would seem so. They are the only team in Utah to win a bowl game. And to have... Didn't they have like 12 wins? <clears throat> they had a lot... Oh, no, because they won their conference championship game yeah. too. Yeah. So, maybe... i say they're top three <laughs> in the state. <laughs> top three? Wow, Dan. <laughs> yeah, Utah State ended up going 11-3. and three. Yeah, look at that. 11 wins. That's more than BYU and Utah. 11 wins. So, yeah, shout-out to Utah State. Uh, we still beat them, though. So, if they're the best team, then by the transit of property. We, we are the best team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a win-win. It's even close. It's yeah. a win-win. Win-win. However you look at it. Utah State, you're the best, so that we are also the best. And we're better than you. You were the best, but you're also the best. Right. So we are the best. It's like when you, like, close your left eye, and you see something, and then you close your right eye, and you see a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Ex- that sounds about right. Exactly. That happens. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, the new Big 12 had the best winning percentage among Power 5 conferences if you take into account not BYU but yeah you take into account BYU <laughs> Houston UCF the Big 12 is like better than the ACC oh better than the Pac-12 not hard yep. arguably you know better than at least the Big 10 West uh, yeah we performed better in bowl games which for me, personally, I think that's, like, the main, like, when you look at your conference, right, because people are going to say, oh, if you, have a, if you have a great team like Alabama and Georgia, that's how you measure the conference, right, because yeah. you get the money from them, you know? Sure. But bowl season is the best way to measure that because you're not playing teams from your conference anymore. If Lincoln Riley doesn't turn around USC, and if Oregon doesn't become a premier national program, I would not be surprised when conference realignment is all said and done, if Pac-12 teams... Yeah, everyone is saying, is should the Big 12 be considered a Power 5 anymore? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if the Pac-12, some teams from the Pac-12 got absorbed into the Big 12. Mm. Yeah. Arizona and Arizona State. They Colorado. Yeah, I could definitely see it. Pac-12 fire sale. <laughs> Coming soon. Everything must go. Clearance. 40% off. Everything must go. George Kleofkov's head. In a bowl. Free. Free. We'll pay you to take it. Shall we talk about maybe one of the best things that came out of bowl season? Let's the do it. The Twitter thread between Dennis Dodd and Shane Beamer. Let's do it. So, Shane Beamer is the coach. This is some context. Shane Beamer is the coach of South Carolina. Played in the Duke's Mail Bowl, which is now one of our favorite bowls. And they beat Sam Howell and Mac Brown in the overrated Tar Heels. Yep. And 
this is what Dennis Dodd had to say about it. So at the very end of the game, uh, Shane Beamer had a tub of mayonnaise dumped on him. Five gallons of it. Which originated from College Game Day. Duke's Mayo was sponsoring the Clemson-Georgia game. And a fan just took a bottle of mayonnaise and just dumped it on his face. (laughs) Dennis Dodd says, and I quote, My God, we've reached the point where hyping a condiment being poured on an adult male passes for programming. When we have the discussion about bowl relevance, I'll start right here. Now that is just the biggest party pooper (laughs) tweet ever. Oh, okay, Boomer. Shane Beamer responds, What's it like being so miserable all the time? (laughs) For a sport you, quote, cover at Dennis Dove's, praying for you. I still remember back in July at SEC Media Days when you said the ceiling for our team was two wins. Keep bringing that expert... Quote, analysis. Happy wow. New Year. Hashtag find some joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the high school inside me wants to dab on that guy. Oh, that is a ruthless <laughs> bottle full. Yep. But that is the best response I have ever heard somebody. Like, wow. Just come out and slap him right in the face. Thank you, Shane Beamer. We love you. Whole country loves you. Mm-hmm. You did us a great service when you sent that tweet. We salute you. <laughs> Captain Mayonnaise. Yes, Cap- that's what we're going to call him. Captain, Captain Mayonnaise. Captain Mayonnaise. What are we going to do next year, though, when Zeb Noland is no longer the quarterback? Oh. We love Shane Beamer, but it's we gonna don't be like Spencer, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. <laughs> or should we... Spencer Rattler at this point is like a meme to me. He's is he like a joke? Funny. Yeah, should, a, we just, a joke. should we just yeah. root for him because it's funny? Yeah. He's just Rattler. a funny guy. He's a character. All right, we are officially a South Carolina podcast now. Yep. Go Cox. BYU in South Carolina. (laughs) Go hand in hand. Obviously. Tyson Williams. Duh. That's the true fact. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, quick thoughts on New Year's Six Bowls. Uh, Notre Dame is historically fraudulent. Always. We've been saying this for the past, like, how old are we? 23? 22? Yeah. Yeah, 22, 23. Yeah, so for the past 50 years... We've been talking about how fraudulent Notre Dame is, and oh yeah, here it is again. They blew a twenty-eight to seven lead. They suck. <laughs> Ever since We Are Marshall, or what's the movie about Notre Dame? Hoosiers. Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> we Are Marshall is about Marshall. <laughs> Hoosiers is about the, the Hoosiers. Indiana Hoosiers. Okay, Rudy. Ever since Rudy, they've been frauds. Okay, Dan's a little tired. <laughs> So it was Rudy offsides. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Rudy okay. offsides. Throw the flag. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, great. Can we talk about another fraud? This isn't New Year's Six, but uh, I posted it emphatically about it on our Instagram. <laughs> Make sure you check out our Instagram and our Twitter at great loyal content to, at loyal to Royal Pod for fun content all the time. Iowa sucks. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Iowa never should have been ranked. Iowa never should have been in the top five. Iowa ne- should have never been in the top 50. They're frauds. They're so bad. Iowa sucks. Dude, just Spencer Petras, like, just looking at him, watching him play football is an insult to humanity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. watching Iowa lead the game, a 13-10 to 10 game or whatever it was, and then just choke it away... Kentucky's quarterback only threw the one person. <laughs> I'm gonna get these numbers completely wrong, but like his his success rate throwing to that one receiver was like 70, percent and his success rate overall 
was like 14%. Oh my <laughs> so goodness. That means to all his other receivers, he was throwing at like a success rate of like 2%. It's, it's ridiculous that Iowa's vaunted secondary. So many interceptions. The Ballhawks. Couldn't stop. The Ballhawks. Kentucky. <laughs> no, yeah, it was absolutely. It was horrible because everybody could see it coming the whole game. You're like, when is Iowa going to break down? When? Oh, here it is. This is what I was waiting for. <laughs> Suck on that one, Gary Barta. Yeah, Gary Barta, you can uh, just... Uh, Dining hole? Oh. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> Being quiet. I mean, he, he would be quiet if he died in a hole. Yeah. What if we just dropped him in a hole full of very potent scented candles? Oh. Just that huh. could never be blown out. Ah. And you just put a top of them. They're all like trick. They're the trick candles. He <laughs> can't birthday cakes. He could try to blow up. <laughs> Dude, he'd probably sit there for hours just trying to blow it out. It reignites. He's like, dang. <laughs> you know, like, what is that? In Zootopia, the sloth that's like trying to blow? Like, yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> that from? I've seen that too. I don't know. He'd probably go lightheaded and pass out or something, trying to blow too many candles out. I wonder if he could get air through those crooked teeth of his. Oh. Or maybe it'd be easier. Probably, probably wouldn't even have to open his mouth to blow. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so, BYU football. Okay, let's bring it home. Bring Okay. BYU football. Players leaving. Sad. Frowny face. We got Tyler Algier. Best of luck getting your millions of dollars. Tyler, remember where you came from. Yep, don't get used and abused. Oh, wait, it's the NFL, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to the draft. Baylor Romney has left the program. I'm actually, I was in a class with Baylor Romney and I talked to him. He graduated. Uh, he was junior eligibility wise, but he graduated and he doesn't know if he's going to continue playing football or he's just going to move on to. Uh, just a business professional just career. Life. Yeah, just, just a normal life. job. Yeah. Neil Pau also declaring for the draft, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I don't, I don't know if he's quite as good as Dax Milne, so I don't know if he'll see playing time like that. I mean, best of luck to him, right? Best of luck to Neil Pau. We he hope was, he gets drafted. He was a reliable target this year. Um, is there anybody else that's come out in the last couple of days? Haven't really heard much. Uh, we can uh, talk about transfer news. Yes. Yeah. Big transfer news. We got Chris Jackson out. Mo Unotoa, O lineman, out. But we're getting some people back. Big time name Gunner Romney. I'm so excited about this. Back. Gunner Romney. Okay. Over under on games he is healthy in next year. Five and a half. Are we talking fully healthy or just like fully he's playing? Fully healthy. Mm. Five and a half, over under. Oh, man, that's hard. Under. Under? I was going to say under. Take into five. account that we played ten straight games to start the year without a bye. Oh, shoot. He'll make it through five of them. All right, so that's I don't, yeah. I Take the over. He'll make oh. it through five of them, and then he'll come back after the bye week and play against Dixie State and Stanford. Okay. All right, fair enough. Dude, he has like, he's, I think he's better than Dax Milne. Honestly, the dude's if he good. can stay healthy, dude's he's good. so good. He's good. And then we did get two transfers. We got a Stanford fullback, Houston Haymuli. I work with his older brother actually at BYU oh. Sports Nation. What? Was no he way. was the captain, one of, one of the captains of Stanford's yeah, team. Yeah, I heard wow. that. So 
this man of great renown. Locker room guy. Grad yes. transfer. Smart. And, and then another grad transfer, Chris Brook, Cal running back, reminds me a lot of Tyson Williams. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Over 2,000 rushing yards in his career and 20 touchdowns. Yeah. Chris Brook. Sounds like his name is not quite finished for some reason. <laughs> Chris Brook. It's like... Brook. It, just, it ends too suddenly. Is it Brooks? Chris Maybe. Brook. It's, it's Chris Brook. Christopher Brooke. Brookstopher. Yeah, okay. I don't know. On the Royal Strong and True podcast, he will be known as Christopher Brookstopher. Brook. Christopher Brookstopher running back. BYU. <laughs> running back will be part of his name. <laughs> Christopher. Let's go, Christopher Brookstopher running back, BYU. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those are huge. Poor Lopini Catoa yeah. says he's coming back, and then they go snag this cow guy. But... I'm, I'm excited. This gives us a lot of depth in the running back room. Mason Wake fall, finally has like a fullback buddy. So yeah, That's and, true. We could see some fun play calls. I yeah. Hope. And then if we have Gunner healthy and Puka on the other side, and then Keanu Hill in the slot or something, I mean, we're, we're, we're good. Don't sleep on Cody Epps either. Yeah. Who, mm. Let's not forget, when Bryce Young was at modern day, Cody Epps played with him and was Bryce Young's leading target, leading receiver, and leading touchdown man on the team. My goodness. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Um, this just reminded me of something. Did you guys see Kyrus Tonga? When he Over was the blocking, he was playing a fullback. fullback. <laughs> yeah. And he opened up a hole the that size of a amazing. semi-truck. <laughs> oh my god. That's like when BYU would put him on the goal line and... They actually yeah. gave him the ball. <laughs> yeah. And he, didn't he score in like 2019? Yeah. He did score one, yeah. After he fumbled? <laughs> yeah, he fumbled it and then they got the ball back and he scored. Good old Kairos Tonga. Dude, him blocking in that hole, he looked like, uh, I don't know what to compare it to. Like, the best thing I got is like that scene in Civil War when the truck drives through the, like, the WHO thing. You guys know what I'm talking about? No? Yeah, no, yeah, I vaguely. Yeah, and it like nope. explodes. That was Kyrus Tonga. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. He could blow through a concrete wall. He's like a rhino. He took three people with him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Love anyway, shout it. out Kyrus. We love you. Shout out to Kyrus. All right. Let's talk about some basketball. Basketball. The sport that we're actually playing right now. Mm-hmm. True. Finally getting around to it. Around the 47 minute mark of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to run through basketball. COVID. COVID. That's a story uh, about West Coast Conference basketball. Leading headline, yes. A <laughs> um, bunch of games were postponed last weekend. All of them. All of them. Men's and women's. <laughs> All of them. All. Um, yeah. The whole Omicron thing is going around, it seems. Yep. Omicron will let Omni be gone. Ooh. Ooh got him. Uh, they did have their Hawaii tournament. Yeah. Um, over Christmas. Kind of disappointing. Um, they lost the was it the third game. They lost uh, the second, second game. game. Second game. They beat Liberty, lost to Vanderbilt, and then they... Oh, no, sorry, no, sorry, they beat sorry. USF. They beat USF, lost to Vanderbilt, <clears throat> beat Liberty for third place. Yeah, that's right. Which... Okay, I'm not going to go there. Just not keep going. Go keep going. I'm going to shut up. Yeah. That is the news. That's what you need to know about BYU basketball before they start conference play this week. Starting, hopefully, uh, what is it, Thursday? 
Thursday, yeah. Tonight, if you're listening against to it. Specific. Oh, really? Pacific. Oh. Shout out to Fusini Traore as well for making the all-tournament team for the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic. That's pretty impressive considering there are like eight teams Oops. there or whatever, 12 He's teams. He's a freshman. That's impressive. He's a freshman. He's a yeah. freshman. And Foos has been getting a lot better. Um, we had the whole Richard Harward and Gavin Baxter thing happen where we yeah, lost all of our big man experience. Experienced. Foos has yeah. stepped up. Atiki, Ali Atiki has been playing more. Yeah. He's getting, developing. Getting more experience at yeah. it, though. And this team has been through a lot already, like this early in the season. They've had some bumps in the road and uh, has shown in some games, but uh, I think they're, they'll be ready for conference play. They've mm-hmm. got things figured out, I think. I think they'll be ready for conference play. I think they're at least a round of 32 team this year, even with Baxter and Harvard out. Uh, you know, they're a good team. Uh, we got Pacific, who is not a very good team. Pacific has really struggled this year. Uh, you know, they had a good year, good couple of years. But, you know, this year they are uh, they are currently at... Uh, well, I just had the record pulled up, and now it's gone. Oh, well. They're yeah. currently 303 in net, so... Oh, 303. 303. <laughs> in the net rankings, they are 303. Uh, so there are 303 teams. Abysmal. <laughs> we should be expecting to blow out this team, but we also expected to blow out Westminster, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we will see. BYU has this weird habit of like not losing to bad teams, generally, but still being in close games with them. Uh, conference play is starting, and I'm excited about this because I love getting it, being able to play St. Mary's and Gonzaga, seeing the Marriott Center fill up and just be electric. Um, and St. Mary's is this weekend. We're hoping that it doesn't get canceled because St. Mary's had to cancel their Thursday game because of COVID. Right. So yep. hoping that they can they can they can play. They can fly down. Um, how about some projections for conference play? How are we feeling? Okay. Well, let's start out with the fans. And then let's go reverse snake draft. So we snake back to Jared and then Dan and me. Okay. Uh, we sent out a survey. A kind of we, we did a post on our Instagram where you chose what record BYU was going to have against all their opponents. For more content like that, make sure you check out our Instagram and our Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod. Make sure you give us a follow and share us with your friends. Very good stuff. Our followers, you guys, shout out to you, predicted that BYU would go 13-3. and three. With a loss to St. Mary's, Gonzaga, and San Francisco. Which would put us at, we're 12-3 and three right now, 13-3, and 25-6. and six. Yeah. Not bad. That's, that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Very I think that's, that's a tournament resume, right? Yeah, absolutely. As long as those three losses are to Gonzaga, St. Mary's, mm-hmm. or San Francisco. Which all will be quad one or two. Yeah. So I am going to predict actually the exact same thing. I'm thinking, actually, no, I'm going one, one more. 13 and 2. 14 and 2? 14 and 2. 14 Whatever two. it is. Two losses. And I think we're going to lose both times to Gonzaga. Okay. Yeah. I was going to go with one more loss. Oh. Going 12 and 4 in conference. Okay. Yeah. I think the West Coast Conference is better this year than it has been in a while. It's true. And this BYU team is a little bit down this season, especially compared to the last couple of years. I think we'll lose to Gonzaga both times and split with St. Mary's and USF. Interesting. Uh, you know, I'm going to go 12-4 and four as well. 
uh, but I'm going to say that we are going to go 1-1 one one against... Uh, sorry, 2-0 uh, and oh against USF. 1-1 uh, nice. one one versus St. Mary's. 1-1 one one versus... Or sorry, 0-2 oh versus Gonzaga, because I don't think that we will be able to beat them with our lack of uh, Less. size, you know, yeah. the lack of height. Mm-hmm. And I will say... I do not want this to no, happen. Justin. But if we're going to be honest in our no, predictions... Remember the resolution? We are going <laughs> to lose to... I'm going to say LMU. Uh, we're going to lose to LMU at home. At home? Yep. At home? Yikes! It's going to be like a quad four. A quad so. six loss or something. Look, yeah, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be weird. Look at midterm schedules. When not a lot of BYU fans will be there, that is when BYU will slip. Hmm... Did you guys know that there's a Loyola Marymount? There's a Loyola Chicago, uh-huh. Loyola Marymount, yeah. and a Loyola Maryland. Yeah. I did know that. I don't yeah. know what Loyola means. <laughs> That's probably some Catholic thing or something. They're all Catholic They're schools. All Catholic. There's a lot of them. Let me so, look up. What, it's got to be. Something. What the heck does Loyola mean? Anyway, LMU is 159th in net, so that would be a quad three loss. Actually, yeah. there might be a quad four loss at home. Yeah, I, I, I have no clue. But it, it's going to be a weird one. Sad. That could keep us out of the tourney, Justin. I don't think so. I think we're pretty solidly in right now. Right now, we're projected by Lenardi as a nine seed. We're not on the bubble. Barely, though. I mean, not, yeah, just I, mean barely. I guess like what? Ten, ten, is, ten the is on the bubble, right? Ten is on the bubble. So. Ten, eleven. Yeah. Hmm. If Loyola, we can pick up wins against Oh, what's Loyola? I have a nugget. <laughs> Loyola... Universities are named after Ignatius of Loyola, the founder Ignatius. of the Society of Jesus. Oh, some Jesuit Dude, guy. Jesus has a society, society of Jesuits. I would join Je- that society. Yeah, yeah that sounds like sure. a cool society. Cool society. That's where Loyola comes from. Alrighty. Now you know. Now you know. Thank you for that nugget, Daniel. Yep. This has been Nugget Ned. This has been with Dan. Fact McNuggets. Here at the Royal Strong and True Podcast, you learn about a ton of things. <clears throat> BYU sports, you learn about South Carolina sports, mm-hmm. and wow. you learn about the roots of, you know, Catholic universities. Yeah. Amazing. That is some well, range. Well-rounded. Yeah. Very well-rounded. We talk nice. about everything. Dodecahedron. Yes. Almost a round circle. Dodecahedron. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Should we move on? Okay. Yeah, where were I believe we? that is it, right? So, Justin has us taking a bad loss. What what position will we finish in the conference? Ooh. Do you think? It's a good Reverse question. snake. Now it's Justin. Um, I'm going to go with second. Really? Second. With uh, a loss to... Okay. I think the WCC is good enough to where some teams Ooh. in the middle will cannibalize itself. The eating yeah. I love it. love it. I agree. I'm going second. I think we're better than St. Mary's and USF. Not by a bunch, but I think we're better and we will have players step up in big games for us that will help us finish second in the conference. Yeah, I'm going second. And we really need to finish second. Because I do not want to end up on the same side of the bracket as St. Mary's in San Francisco. So we're gonna oh end up on the gosh. same side as one of them. Right, but I don't want happen. I don't want yeah. You know what I mean. I I wanna get as far away from Gonzaga as possible. That's... I just remembered that we have a conference tournament and unfortunately 
I don't have very many happy memories about the WCC tournament. <laughs> like last year, my we life. were up by so much. We were up by ten at <laughs> halftime. <laughs> oh, he was in our grass. We were up by like fifteen at one point. I think. <laughs> oh, that was so painful, and we lost by ten. <laughs> WCC tournament is probably one of my least favorite institutions. I hate you, Drew Timmy. In the <laughs> world. I hate you. you remember the Seder? The Seder on the St. Mary's team oh that hit that gosh. floating buzzer beater this, in 2019? Or oh, something what was his love name? or something Bryce? I don't know. Uh, I just thought he looked like a goat. Yeah, I, I know Jordan. exactly who you're talking about. Ugh. I only have one happy Jordan memory. Ford. Yep. I only have one happy memory from the WCC tournament. Oh, I think I know what it is. And that's when, I think it was Gonzaga. No, it was St. Mary's USF, I think. Yeah, or something like that. It was USF and somebody. It was 69 to 69 with four minutes and 20 seconds left on the (laughs) Oh, That was awesome. That was definitely a screenshot moment. Yeah. I think it was San Francisco and LMU, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I I can't remember. I just remember San Francisco. Yeah. It's a good Uh, one. My happy moment with the WCC tournament is last year when we were watching the Pepperdine game and it went to like double overtime or something. And we have like 15 people in our Sparks apartment living room. One of our roommates yelled (laughs) at us. And then we had two people from the apartment next to us just randomly show up and be like, knock down the door. And that was after somebody banged on our door telling us. Trying to knock it down. Somebody knocked and was like, hey, uh, can we come in and watch what you got? (laughs) And the game started so late. It started at like 9.30 or something, remember? I think it started like 10. I think it was later. Was it like late or something? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was 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 the last game of the night. The game before that went long, I think. Yes, and it was COVID, so they had to sanitize everything. Yeah. Yeah, that was so fun. And everybody was telling us to shut up. I forgot about that. And we like... We just said nope. What do we do? We like put a note on the door that was like, "We do not apologize for the noise." <laughs> oh, oh, that's crazy. That was fun, and we won. We got a W. We got the dub. We got the dub. A uh, quick question: You have ten seconds to answer. Is BYU going to win a West Coast Conference tournament before we join the Big Twelve? No. 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 Okay. Darn it. <laughs> I would like it to happen, but no. I think no. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, I was like, who's going to be our, like, scorer, you know, in 2022, you know, like, next year? Hunter Erickson. And I, the only person I could think of that was returning was Caleb Loader. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Spencer Johnson, uh, maybe. Spencer Johnson, maybe? No, he's going to the NBA this year. What Oofs. are you talking about? <laughs> <I> think... <laughs> the look on Justin's face just barely was priceless. Spencer Johnson to the NBA. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <coughs> Okay. Um, BYU basketball, that's the situation. We'll have an episode out before St. Mary's game, recapping the specific game. Yep. And um, previewing the CFP Natty. Yeah. Which, actually, as the days go along, I've gotten more and more excited for it. Yeah, no, I'm not happy about it, but I'll watch it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't. It's, yeah. You can't not watch. It's so ugly that you can't take your eyes off. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when uh, the night that they happened, we were texting with Elliot. And I was like, I'm never watching football again. No, I'm definitely watching football yeah, again. Yeah. Gonna I'm, I'm going to watch I mean, the Natty. It's, it's the Natty. You right? got to watch the Natty. It's right? the Natty. And it's I was talking to my dad. Sorry, one last tangent before we sign off here. Uh, we tried to keep him under an hour. Not going to happen this time. <laughs> my dad was like, you know, you have to watch because when, you know, like in 20 years, when we're looking back on it, we can say we witnessed like the greatest dynasty in sports. Which is Nick Saban in college football, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Like, if Nick Saban wins, like, he's the king. We just crown him the king. I don't know. And then if Georgia wins, like, it's the first time they've ever beaten Alabama with Kirby Smart. Fun fact. Nick Saban, since his arrival at Alabama, has been ranked AP number one at some point every single year except for the first year he was there. At which point, I think he's, the highest he got was 17. Oh, shame on him. Wow. After that, he's been AP number one at some point every single year. That's ridiculous. When did he start at Alabama? 2006 or 7? Somewhere around there. He's been there a long time. Yes. He's been the best for (laughs) a long time. Seven natties, right? Is it seven? I don't remember. He's he's 70 years old. Yeah. What? He's an old dude. 70. He's spry. When is he got to be done? Dude, he's like... When somebody tells you the profit's 95, you're like, what? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there are some old coaches out there, like Mac Brown. Oh, yeah. He looks old, though. Mac, Brown, tell is, he's Mac old. Brown is also 70, I guess. So. Okay, but if you put Nick Saban and Mac Brown next to each other, you'd be like, okay, Nick Saban's like 55. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's true. He looks pretty good. He looks good. Lee Corso's 86. Okay. Dude, wow. that guy looks like 96. He looks like he'd blow away <laughs> a small wind. When he, was, when he was making his Rose Bowl prediction from a like a lawn chair in a pool, I was like, I was like dude, you need to go to Jamestown, man. <laughs> yeah, check him in somewhere. Anyway. Oh, Nick Saban is the third oldest coach in college football. Holy crap. Wow. Behind Mac Brown and Frank Solick. Who the heck is he? Don't know who Frank Solick is Frank to be. who? Quite honest, he's the head coach of Ohio, like the Bobcats. Ohio Bobcats. Shout out to that guy. Hmm. That's got to be a lot to deal with in your old age. Yep, seriously. Or, or maybe, maybe that's why they're so bad. Is because he just doesn't give a turn anymore. He's just like he's seventy six. Oh my word, dude! Dude's I don't, old. I don't know if I'm gonna be alive at seventy six. <laughs> way I drink soda. All right, let's sign off there. <laughs> let's just cut it. It's late. We're recording this one way later yeah, than you late one. So. Thank tell. you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Please leave a review, preferably five stars. Share this episode with your friends. Download and check out our Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Loyal to Royal Pod. Thanks for listening. Bye bye now. Thank you. Secret challenge: If you are still listening, comment Boogeyman. On our last post. Boogeyman. World Cup this year. Oh, it's a bold prediction, Daniel. <laughs> I feel like we're taking it. Home. Not winning it, but <laughs> there is a World Cup. There is a World Cup. <laughs>